And welcome everybody again to another episode of the Nerds Who Live podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nicholas. Thanks for tuning in. So today on our show, I got a two-for-one special. We have the owner of Generation Strength up in Vancouver, Washington, the strong, the handsome, the amazing, Mr. Chris Bridgeford. And then we have all-time world record and 165 deadlift holder, the strong, the incomparable, the very funny gift master. Her gift game is on point. Briani Terry. They're both going to be calling in. And, ah, you know, what can I say? They're two of the strongest people in the sport. Chris Bridgeford is a technician as well as raw muscle. He is that mixture of both. He's a great coach. He coaches Briani. And then we have Briani herself, who's an amazing athlete at the last, I think it was Kern. Or maybe it was the U.S. Open, uh, the this most recent past. Maybe it was the U.S. Open. She got all-time world record in her deadlift at 165, and has just been continuously going up um, with her numbers, uh, with her technique, and she's honestly just a delight. Um, she listens to the show. She actually reached out and said, "Thanks for making a great show." And I immediately was like, "Hey, thanks. Do you want to be on?" And she was like, "Yeah, but I'm awkward." I'm like, well, the show is for people who are awkward. She's like, yeah, but let's have Chris on also. Um, and I was like, I'm oh, two for one. All right, you got yourself a deal. Like, drive a hard bargain. And so that's how that went down. And we have them coming up. So I'm really excited to hear from both of them, how they started, pick their brain, and just have some fun. Uh, before we get them on, though, of course, shouts out to our sponsors, Viking Performance. Thank you guys for everything you do. Uh, use the code NERDS10, N-E-R-D-Z-10, all capitals, and I check out their apparel and their chalk, some of the best stuff. And thank you guys, as always, for listening. So if you haven't caught our last episode with uh, Stacia and Jack out in Hawaii when I was in Honolulu, you should do that. Trisha King, the episode before, and now we have the very strong... Well, the strongest, some of the strongest of the Pacific Northwest of Generation Strength, Chris Bridgeford, Brianna Terry. All right. Let's get him on. Hello. Hello. What's up, guys? How's it going? Going pretty good. Sorry, FaceTime is always a little temperamental. Yeah. It's, all right. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's landscape. Is that it? Yeah. There we go. Ah, there it is. Nice job. We can see you both. All I saw was just Chris, and it was just, you know, hogging, hogging the frame with his beard. Just glorious, but, you know. <laughs> Do you, you live in Washington? I'm pretty sure it's just called Fashionable. Yeah. Pretty much. That was, I lived in Seattle for a year, well, like Redmond technically, and that was the game. Is it hipster or homeless? Yeah, it's not really, it's not really any in between. Nope. So, uh, not, uh, not, 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 not by much. Um, how'd you like it up here? I mean, probably not that much if you only lived here for a year. Um, actually, that's not true. I loved it up there, actually. Uh, um, I only moved back. So I, I went up there because I thought about trying to go to school up there. And um, I was there for a year, and I just wasn't able to, like, keep up, like, with the work that I found, plus, like, try to go to school. 
So it really was just bad. I'd move back in like in a heartbeat. Like if I had like a good opportunity and like all that set up, I'd be back in the Northwest for sure. Yeah, I love it here. I'm from I'm from the Midwest originally. I moved out here two years ago. Uh, I'm from Iowa, so I I definitely don't ever plan on leaving. <laughs> I definitely yeah. don't plan back to the Midwest. Oh uh, yeah, no, I like Cal. Cali is cool, but. Yeah, the the North Pacific Northwest has a special place. So like, it, it, uh, I'm in Ventura. Oh. Yeah, so like, it's right above Malibu by like 40 minutes. Okay. It's like right on the coast, so it's a little like blue collar surfy town. Yeah. Um, so it, it's 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 cool. It's a cute town, but I mean, I don't know. Washington was great to me. Like, it didn't work out, but like I said, I'd go back. I'd go back if I could. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, thanks for coming on the show, guys. I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, basically, yeah, basically uh, hijacking you. I, I actually, I did the intro already. And I, and I said how, like, you, know, you just sent me a message like, hey, thanks for doing a good job on the show. And I was like, thanks, come on. Oh, yeah, you're, I mean, especially... You know, you're you're a great lifter. You're fun to follow, um, and you. I mean, you've been consistently also, you know, putting in work and getting better, and everybody sees it. And obviously, with the world record you had, was it the U.S. Open or Kern? I couldn't remember. It's the Kern U.S. Open. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I thought like it's the Kern U.S. Open, or, or and I always. Yeah, they're not they're not separate competitions. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. I'm just stupid. Um, because people say the current or some people say the U S open and, and, and then I'm, and then I'm like, it's not two different ones, right? Like, okay. Same one. But yeah, you hit, uh, what was it again? Like five, 50, 50, so five fifty nine. fucking five fifty nine. stupid ass kilos. Uh, which which I watched live stream by the way, so I I did I saw I saw your I saw your flight live for the deadlifts which was great. Yeah. We all cried. We all dude. I, everyone was so excited though for you, so it was fine. And then you jumped on. And then you jumped on Chris. That was you know. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was pretty cool to have that on our good friend Garrett. Yeah, Garrett's here. He was He was he, like lost his shit, like as like as the lift happened. He like he like got off the like the live stream. He's like, he's like, I'll be right back. I gotta go. <laughs> put up on stage and like ran over to us. So it was uh, I, the most memorable moment for a powerlifting meet. Oh yeah, they've been a part of. Yeah, it was it was really fun to watch. Like every everyone was so excited. And I think that's I mean that's what's great about our sport is that when you see someone put so much into like any lift, any competition, uh, I, I feel like that's what usually what gets us, like anyone who is in the sport, is just the amount of passion or amount of energy that someone puts. And when they go, even if they don't get the lift, but they give everything, everybody supports them. And then obviously if they do get the lift on top of that, it's like, ugh, you know. It, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. It, it is, and, it, and it's great. And just watching, just watching all the big muscular people cry. Like I'm so proud of her. He's just so good. He works so hard. That's my Garrett impression when he's when he's happy. He works so hard. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're all ugly. We're all ugly 
I mean, I feel like if you're a pretty crier, you're not really crying. You're just like, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, again, I, I kind of did a short little intro for you both, but if you could do your own little like introduction of who you are, obviously, and then, uh, I would love for you guys to kind of say like what got you into the sport. I know Chris, you've said a little bit before on others, but of course, if other people haven't heard it before, um, and then of course, Briani, um, how you started and then also how you started working with Chris, you know, on that end. So, uh, ladies first, though. Yeah. Um, hey, so I'm Bree. Um, <laughs> Terry. I usually go by Bree. Uh, you say how I got into powerlifting? Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I've been powerlifting for almost two years now. I'm 22 years old. I'm super bad at talking about myself. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, years old, I kind of have always kind of had an athletic background. I did gymnastics and volleyball when I was younger. Um, did CrossFit for like three years prior. Um, basic. Then I got injured, got, did like a basic like bro split. And then someone that I knew introduced me to powerlifting. A couple months later, I uh, met Chris. And then I did my first meet December 2017. I didn't prep for it at all. I just did like a basic Wendler 531 that I like barely even followed. <laughs> uh, so you barely been following the program. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, so when did you follow the program ever? What? Never. Never. Uh, uh, I followed like. Um, 864, and like that, and then right after I started getting posting from Chris, and here we are now. So yeah, that was that was that was been like a year and a half, almost two years, almost two years. Yeah, uh, December will be two years. I've been officially powerlifting, I guess you could say. Nice. And then how did you like? How did you find Chris? And then did you? And how did you like? You know, reach out uh, to him. So my boyfriend at the time started getting coaching by him. Um, and then after my meet, I was like, okay, I kind of want you to coach me. So that's kind of just how it happened. Yeah, for sure. You, yeah. Usually you know somebody and know somebody. Exactly. So yeah. kind of just like all, and then he just so happened to live in the same state. Cause I used to live like four hours north and we would come and uh, train with him every once in a while, yeah. like on the weekends. Um, and then eventually I ended up moving down here and nice. post here on powerlifting. And so, yeah. Nice. So four hours north. So did you live in Bellingham? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do. I've I've been there multiple times. Actually, I really like Bellingham. Like, I mean, it's a small little like hippie town, but it's it's really cute. And uh, yeah, I did I did a few like you know, like workshops there um, before I got into like into powerlifting seriously and was just doing like personal training. I did some like personal trainer like seminars and shit that they had there um and then i made some friends and i i got any excuse to like, go up there i've gone up there because I, yeah. I like it so yeah my parents still live there so i go up there quite often so oh nice there's a there's a breakfast place that's like right caddy corner from the bellingham athletic club that's bomb i still go it's i know it's a random like is it is it birch shore I don't fucking know the name. It's I just know it's Caddy Corner. It's like Bellingham Athletic Center. Like I know I you know it's like there's like that store like you know hippie store that's next to the Athletic Center and then across the street it's fucking Bellingham. Yeah, it's all hippie. All right, fair. 
fair. Anyway, it's a breakfast joint. It's like across from the the, the athletic gym there, and it's really yeah. bomb. Like that's that's how I remember it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, total digression. I was like, I know what you're talking about. Um, I told you, I love I love that state. I love Washington. It's good. Yeah, and it's, yeah, no, oh my god. The the Oh, and then like and I and I feel like cuz it's it's especially in Washington and like in in like northern Oregon, southern Oregon shit, I grew up there. But uh like northern Oregon, like it, it's I feel like it's easier to start a business just in general, like at least comparative to like California, it's so hard. But up there it's a little bit more doable or it's you know if you can line it up and there's a lot more accepting of like cool ideas like i would like i even last time i was in portland and i went some places that were really good i'm like if this was back home this thing would fail in like six months yeah so you know the northwest they like the weird shit so keep it weird we love it so i i always told myself like like i said i'm like if i ever have like that opportunity or like a job, or like something at the Northwest, I'll just be like, that's a sign, all right, going back. So, um, anyway, Chris, yeah, sorry, your turn, your turn. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name's Chris, uh, Chris Bridgeford. Uh, I just turned 25. Uh, I'm from a small town in Iowa originally, 300 people. Uh I moved out here about two years ago uh, just to pursue like better uh, like business opportunities. I started coaching uh, full-time uh, a little bit before I left Iowa, uh, mostly remote coaching and some in-person coaching as well. Uh, so I moved here uh, to decide to pursue that better just because uh, just out, like on the West Coast in general, it seemed like uh, you know, strength sports were a lot more uh, you know popular and just the, this type of like career field is a lot more in demand. Uh, so yeah, I moved out here two years ago, uh, slowly built up a pretty good client base. And then uh, earlier this year, actually late uh, last year, around uh, December, uh, kind of just came up with that, the idea to open uh, my own gym. Um, I, it originally was going to be like a, a private training space for me and my local clients. And then luckily a few of my, a few of my clients kind of spread the word a little bit and enough people told me that it was a, a good idea that I decided to make it like a full, full access, like open gym to the public. So uh, that project took a little bit of time. And then finally in May, we actually officially opened up. Uh, so we've been, what, that's like four months, five months. So yeah, gym, gym has officially been open for five months now. So I uh, run a gym and, uh, do remote coaching full time. Uh, as far as powerlifting, I've been powerlifting for about five and a half years now. Uh, my first meet was in 2014. Uh, I was 19 years old. Uh, I came from an athletic background as well. I wrestled for 12 years. I wrestled for three years in college. I actually started. I actually started competing while I was still wrestling in college, and was trying to like balance the two. And I honestly wasn't doing very well. <laughs> my body got pretty beat up 
pretty quick. And uh, then just due to you know, like personal reasons and uh, you know a lot of politics, I, I decided to step away from wrestling. I decided I didn't want to do it anymore. And uh, so I just continued to pursue powerlifting. So uh, I think in my first meet, I was 19. I squatted 525. I benched 363, and I deadlifted 595. Uh, so definitely come a long way since then. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I've always loved lifting, uh, you know, for sports, you know, it was always something that was like, uh, that we had to do like throughout high school. Like we had required lifting over the summer and like, if we didn't lift, uh, like if we missed a certain amount of times, we would have to run laps after practice. And, but like, I, I honestly liked lifting more than I liked like the sport that I was playing. Yeah. Uh, like I've always enjoyed lifting heavy, uh, so uh, forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> I don't know, but you way better than I did. So uh, I've just, yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed lifting just as much as the sport I competed in. And then uh, my my sophomore year of college, a, a really good friend of mine that I, I lived with uh, kind of bullied me into doing a, a powerlifting meet. <laughs> Yeah, he, he definitely harassed me into doing it. He told me I was going to be a huge pussy if I was watching this. So, uh, Dylan, if you ever uh, get a chance to watch any of these, uh, I, I talk about him every single time. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and I did my first meet. And, you know, I mean, you know how it is. Like, you do the first one and you're, you're hooked after yeah. that. So, yeah, you get hit by the iron bug real hard. Yeah. So. so, I've been, uh, been pretty obsessed with it ever since. Yeah. Ever since. Yeah, it's funny. Your um your story is very similar to uh, Angelo's from like Two White Lights. Yeah, yeah, because he was he did football. He didn't do wrestling, but it was the same thing where he had football, and then his football program was very heavy into their lifting regimen, and then he liked that better, and so just and then he got pushed into doing his first meet also. So it's funny the the similarities, and I and I maintain that that martial artists and wrestlers especially do really well in like powerlifting and strongman. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it works like well to a certain point. I've talked with some other like former wrestlers about this. Like, uh, I mean, my opinion is a little biased, but I feel like in wrestling more so than other sports, you're, you're taught to like ignore, ignore pain. Yeah. Uh, and like wrestling, it's like, it's 100% or not at all. Like even like the workouts, like, you know, you need up days where, like, you know, you go until, like, coach tells you to stop, like, even if, like, you are, you know, puking, anything like that. So, like, you get used to that, like, you know, ignoring pain mindset, just kind of, like, pushing through uh, that sort of thing. So, I think that transfers well over to powerlifting, uh, where, you know, it's pretty pretty physically demanding sport. But, you know, at some point, like, you know, pushing through pain and, and ignoring pain uh, can be pretty detrimental, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a fine line, but I but like you said, but it's the commitment because like you have to commit to a lift, you have to commit to a set, and I feel yeah. like wrestlers especially and any like anyone who did martial arts seriously, like you know how to train, and yeah. then obviously gymnasts like you know, with Brie, uh, gymnasts like those are certain there are certain sports that you learn work ethic and you learn how to train with intention and with an eye for technique. And then when you put those people into a strength sport, like strongman, powerlifting, Olympic, um, 
and even CrossFit, like that carries over more. You can tell even in a gym. I said it to um, uh, JP Price uh, from Tennessee. He's he also wrestled. And he said, like, if you go into a gym with a bunch of lifters, you can probably pick out the guys who, like, wrestled or were, like, did some sort of serious sport just by how they approach their training on, yeah. on any given uh, day. Something that I really, really enjoyed about wrestling that kind of helped me, like, the kind of I liked about powerlifting as well, I kind of like the two, like, parallels there is the accountability, uh, you know, with wrestling and powerlifting. The only person that I have to like you know hold myself like account. Like the only person responsible for the results that I want is myself. Like I can have a coach and everything like that, but uh, I'm responsible for like what I like want to do. Uh, you know, like in wrestling, if I step out on the mat, powerlifting, you step out on the platform, like it's just you. You have nobody else to rely on. Like you have to do it. Uh, whereas you know, like other sports, you know, like football, whatever, like you have teammates where you are working together, and it's really easy to blame other people and stuff like that. You know, so I just really liked the like the independence of like both of the sports. Yeah, you know, like the similarities that I saw. Um, so that was just something I always one of the big things for me going from rest and powerlifting was just uh, the independence and just relying on myself. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny how people still try, even though it's like a solo sport, like obviously they'll blame a judge, they'll blame a call, they'll blame yeah. the, they'll blame the spotter for being too close to them, like whatever. But it's, it's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always something other than just like, oh well, next time. Like, yeah. Fuck it, move on. Um. So, uh, Bree, how do you pull? Kind of like, kind of like how he was saying with wrestling about pulling comparisons. Do you pull any like, I guess training and work ethic from your gymnastics and volleyball days, or like any parallels in that sense, or even maybe things you like better? Compare, compared to the two? Uh, I don't know. I was pretty young when I did gymnastics, so I don't know if that necessarily... I mean, obviously, I stuck with it for a while, so I did learn some work, work ethic from it. Um, but I think doing CrossFit for so many years probably instilled a lot of that like work ethic and drive in me. Um, sorry, can you repeat the question? I'm so bad at this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Competitor, 
and he's so used to being 100% all the time. And then switching to powerlifting, like there are days where like, you have to pull back the reins a little bit and maybe only give up like 70% intensity, you know, like leave some reps in the tank. like. Which I think is really hard for me to do because yeah. there'll be plenty of time doing, you know, these percentages for a reason. But yeah, I, like in CrossFit, like I was used to, you know, build up to the heaviest, you know, clean double that you can, like all of this stuff. And so having to like pull back the reins on my training and like leave it entirely to someone else's hands. It's been probably one of the biggest challenges for me. We argue a lot about my programming. Uh, I, I can see that. I can, I can see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could do like a podcast series about like ranting about online coaching. Honestly, like it wouldn't need, you couldn't even do one episode. Yeah. yeah. There's been plenty of times where Chris has told me like, if we weren't such good of friends, like he would fire me as a client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, I love you, but fuck you. Yeah. Honestly. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's, it, but it's like what, what Chris said. I mean, it, it's like knowing when to, when when to pull back when to push and pull especially like in our sport because it is so demanding um and not that like like you know crossfits which are you know more metcon based workouts even if you're working out to like heavy clean doubles and then you've got like you know you know 10 ring muscle ups and then whatever you know that's it's still slightly aerobic like there's still an anaerobic you know work there you still can kind of you know be a little sloppy and still get the reps, you know, to, to get it. But you can't do that with our sport or you get hurt. So it's, yeah, recovery and workload. But even, um, but I think there are times where, like, you, like, again, Chris said, being independent of knowing it, you only have yourself. So, like, I, whoops, sorry. Uh, that's an old, like, part of, I'll fix it. Anyway. Um, I was traveling this week. I went to Hawaii with my family and, uh, I had, I was supposed to bench one of the days and I literally had 30 minutes, um, at the gym. Cause I also did an interview with the owners of the gym. I had, I had like 30 minutes to spare and I didn't want to like not do anything. So I was supposed to do, it was like a hundred, like whatever it was, it was a, pretty it was like 70 percent for like sets of six or whatever um so i just instead of doing that i didn't have time i i did a little higher i went to like 88 maybe 88 percent and did like a couple sets of triples knowing that's all i had time for just because i wanted just some of that like stimulus and that was it that's all i had that's all i could do um but i didn't want to obviously just like go heavier for the sake of being heavier i just wanted to like replace the stimulus i didn't have the time to do the whole thing yeah. um yeah yeah exactly like i i couldn't i wasn't able so i was like i didn't want to like just be like oh be you know just go up you know for the sake of going up but i wanted to like get the same <laughs> stimulus like i don't know try to get something out of it yeah. even though i had a short time um but yeah, it comes from being a little bit decisive in that end and like how to balance. Um, all right. But what's the most annoying thing like in coaching and online that you found that she, that people do. And then what's the most annoying thing she does? 
Yeah, anyone, online coaching that you see, and then her. That she does. Uh, yes. <laughs> Tear her a new asshole, Chris. <laughs> and this is for the sake of other people learning, by the way. It's not just to get on Brie. It's people can learn from her mistakes. 
She walks into the gym and I'm just pissed. I get coached by Scott Miller. Okay, so generally, how long do you do the same accessories for? Probably like four weeks, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get, I get one block um, with the same accessories for the same, yeah, for the same thing. Um, yeah. And then it's not about your entertainment, Bree. <laughs> You like cut out when you know before you uh, before the ten cent says like uh, it was right right at the part of like what your old coach used to say. Oh yeah, so uh, it's not it's, it's not what you're capable of doing; it's what you're capable of recovering from. Oh, got it. Cool. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, anybody you can come into the gym one day and you know feel good, you know, take a bunch of pre workout and you know go through a really really intense three hour training session. But are you going to be able to do that next week or the week after? The week yeah. after. Uh, so yeah, that's you know that's like the point that I try to try home with a lot of clients that are really really hard workers. Like I love it when I have people that are like I don't care what you give me, I'll, I'll do whatever you throw at me. Like, and then like they want to do extra, and it's like we don't need to do more than that. Yeah, I I think it's an it's an important point because that's how I, it's what I was taught also that. It's more isn't better, yep. you know, and, and you only get stronger when you recover from yep. whatever you did. Like you don't get stronger, like digging the hole. You have to let it like 
come back up and then yeah. you, you, then you tear down. But, um, you know, that, that, the hard way, apparently. So, yeah. Yeah, everyone, everyone, well, I mean, if you think about logically, you're like, well, if I work harder and I do more, I'll get better. And yeah, it's like, extra credit. Yeah, it's like extra credit, but like that doesn't, yeah, but You only have like so many like max effort attempts, and you need yeah. to save them for a competition. And yeah. and obviously, I train with Scott, who's very much like you in that sense, where it's very regimented, it's very pulled back. Um, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. Uh, yeah, I would have to say, going along with your question earlier, that's probably the most reoccurring conversation that I have with clients is like, why can't I go heavier, or like, when am I going to get to like test my a lot of people say like when so like when do I test my maxes and I and I literally will say like on meet day yeah meet day bitch is that why is that why you signed up for the meet yeah like like who but and I and I ask people like you know I've I've heard that I'm like so you want to hit your max in the gym and then go to your meet and do the same thing like you want to know you can hit it but then like where's the fun like in that really like yeah. if you're gonna do it do it when it counts. 
and put like like you want the stakes raised to be on the line. Exactly. Like uh, otherwise, you're kind of you're sandbagging. Otherwise, you're sandbagging at that point. Peaking and like proper training. Wow, it's a fatigue yeah. fatigue management. Uh, fatigue management, Bree. Fatigue I management. Obviously, I don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, too bad. It's my yeah. fucking show. <laughs> it's, a, it's really not a show. It's an intervention for you. I really called Chris and be like, "Hey, let's let, let's intervene, Bree, because." This isn't a roast session. Like, like, just think of how many people you'll help by learning. Like, oh shit, Bree's like me, and I should probably learn and like just chill like a little bit, like every now and then. <laughs> you're like, I have no chill. But you're you're a bartender too, right? Yeah, I bartender. I have a super fancy bar. I don't even know if you would call yourself a bartender. Are you not? Oh, are you one of those who's like who says that you're a mixologist, not a bartender? Okay, thank God, because I would roast you for that. I really would. I was a mythologist. I was I, I I was a bartender for like six years, and never like in a fancy bar, like fucking dive bar. So like, yeah. I mean, everybody likes dive bars, but no one like. I'm not gonna be like that's the best. Uh, in the world, you know. <laughs> the best fucking vodka soda I ever had. <laughs> yeah, fucking shit. Yeah, the best vodka soda you ever had is just all vodka. <laughs> or someone's like, I want a screwdriver. And I, and I did this as a bartender. I'm like, screwdriver, and I just give them like a 12 count and a splash of orange juice. Here you go, buddy. Oh, that's so yeah, that's actually really nice, but also disgusting. Yeah, and again, it was my friends. I only, like, like you know, and... You know, you hook your friends up. Like, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's fun. But my my point to that was that like, if you're a bartender, like, you can't chill. You have to be like on the whole night. Like. Like it's like you have you're busy. You have like your well is like fucking like ten drinks deep, and then you have people. Yeah, I have fucking 10 drinks in the bottle. Fucking Rhonda wants this. Fucking Rhonda or Linda. It's always a Linda. She wants an extra dirty martini, but like super dirty. Yeah. And there's some guy named Brad who wants to buy 12 shots of Don Julio for the bros. Oh my god. It's always a Brad or a Chad or a Keith. Oh, or a, a Nate, yeah. But see, Nate's like, hey, I want to buy around for everyone, but like, what's like the middle shelf? I don't want, no, I don't want. Like, what's like the cheapest vodka? But it's like, it's not the well vodka, but like the cheapest not well vodka. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Yeah. They have a new hobby where I could go to work and harass the shit out of her. That's the best. I'll come I'll come up and join that. Okay, so like I'm a little bit like all my business partners and like I come in here and I just get fucking roasted all day, every day. It's the worst thing ever. It's, it's good for her though. Like, yeah. No. I can see that. Well, all right. Real yeah, like it, yeah, it makes you real well. Obviously, like you're obviously you're you're funny. Uh I, I actually like I even like said you were a gift master, like on a little intro. I called you like a gift master. Cause that that like cover like text conversation we had, Chris, when we started like gifting off was hilarious. I was like, I can be friends with this person. Um, yeah. You are, just just know that, like, you are, like, if you're, do you ever watch Ninja Turtles as a kid? Yeah. You know Rocksteady? No. Yeah. We, we might have compared you to Rocksteady a few times. <laughs> and to be fair, it was a gif of Rocksteady in, like, a loincloth looking jacked as fuck. So... I mean, there's none, really. Just saying. Like, there's no, there's, there's no insult in the first place. Just every time he does that, just in a Russian accent in your head, just think it builds character. <laughs> Like this, have like I, Ivan Drago in your head. Just filter everything he says to you through Ivan Drago's voice, and it'll it'll be better. Well, I mean, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it while his knee's still fucked up. Like it, it is getting better. By the way, how is your knee healing? Mitchell depth is valid in most geriatric uh, uh, federations. Like eight or ten, I watched. Like yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I,
And you cried a little bit. Super emotional. Yeah, I, I, I admit, I saw that when you posted it, and I, I, I felt it. I was like, "Oh, Grace is getting better." Like, yeah, well, like, because, like, well, at least for like me personally, like, I followed obviously like you and Garrett when I started. I, I started. I learned a powerlifting as a sport, like last March. So like almost two years ago and I'm, I'm old. I'm 29. I'm going to be 30. Um, so, but yeah, obviously, so like, you know, uh, you and Garrett, so like I, I've followed you since you've competed and obviously starting the gym and then obviously with your legs. So like I pay attention to your life, bro. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like I, like I, I can support you. You're a good dude. (laughs) Um, yeah, but we all know that the people who say otherwise don't actually like know or interact with you, so it's cool. Yeah. Apparently, like I, I come off as like an intimidating or like dickish person. That's because you are. Uh, <laughs> which I don't know what people are talking about. <laughs> well, that's because any. I mean, people say that about Garrett too, and I've met Garrett in person like once, and obviously, like I've ta- I've had him on the show since, and like I've talked to him, and like he's he's just. Garrett, like he's Frank. He's Garrett. Yeah. Like, unless you like, you can either tolerate him or you, you can't. Yeah. Are, are you are you um, having some self reflection there, Bree? <laughs> <laughs> of course, no, no. I just, I mean, never mind. Never mind. Moving on. Just, just curious. No. <laughs> Have you ha, have you ever called somebody out for something that other people don't? Like maybe I don't know their dyslexia or a handicap. <laughs> That's a yes, and if so, you're the Garrett. We can start playing a game called "You're the Garrett." <laughs> yeah, we we definitely do. That's true. When it, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's just funny. And then like when I was when I was talking to him and I told him I was like, Oh yeah, I'm really dyslexic. He's, he he said something and he like he made fun of me. He's like, Oh shit, I'm making fun of him for his dyslexia. I was like, Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I I I love it though. I fucking love it. It's great. Uh, <laughs> it's well, you know, and that's the thing though, like most my, my point of that was that, you know, I think some people grow up not appreciating like a certain like bluntness and well, people you know they expect a certain like, you know, treatment maybe. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if you're from the Midwest or even up North, like people will be cordial to you, but maybe they're not going to be nice to you right away. Cause they don't fucking know you. So it's like they're cordial, but they may not be like nice. That's, yeah. that's pretty true. Yeah. You have to you have to earn it. Yeah, I mean I feel like I'm pretty nice with some of them. There's gonna be like a reason to not be. But yeah. I feel like I'm a pretty appropriate. Yeah. Sorry, my like bullshit ran again, sorry. 
We went farther than I expected. That's what that is. Which is good. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good combo. Yeah, I, I like set like the the like soundtracking like yeah. kind of ahead of time. It's usually like a marker, and usually I, I guess pretty well, and I didn't obviously. So that's what that. Are you, are you cutting this off? No, keep going. <laughs> I was just saying my bad. That's what that was. <laughs> Never mind, Bree. You're great. I thought maybe. Uh, peace, Chris. You can stay, but Bree, I'm um, leave. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go back to what you were saying. I mean, my bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm a pretty nice person. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you know, you, yeah, you are. You are. You are very nice. Like, I mean, I'm biased because you've always like said nice things about my show. So I'm like, I appreciate that. <laughs> like my 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 random ass. Like I, I I actually I told I told Garrett I was like yeah like most other podcasts like everyone is somebody. Like obviously there's like Tony Montgomery. Or there's like you know the ritual guys, and then you know Jaffe, and then there's just my random ass. This like, hi guys, who wants to talk? <laughs> you want to be my friend? I have a show. Please be my friend. But I'm not above emotionally bribing anybody. Of like, you should talk to me. I have a, like, I have a show. It's like it's like a. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool, because I don't know, I feel like I'm still relatively irrelevant. Relatively irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Relatively yeah. irrelevant. Sorry. I don't, I don't know. I'm not. I haven't really done too much of the, the podcasting yet. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I did notice that. I feel like you were, you were on, what was it, the Bro Lifts? No? Uh, King of the Lips. King of the Lips. That's, that's right. I was on, uh, I'm on Tony's too. I'll be on the phone. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I haven't heard you on King Lips. I heard you on Tony's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I've done a few. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it's fun. Like it, it literally is. Like so, it's me. Like selfishly, just like talking to people that I want to talk to. Like, yeah, it is. But I mean, it's also like I, you know, I get to pick their brain and like ask them questions. Like, cause I'll hear like stuff and it's like it's good. Like yours and Tony's was good. I did I did listen to that, but I feel like then there's stuff that like I don't know. It's either too formal and like too like whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, super, like, educational, like, dry. Yeah. Uh, like, podcasts. There's other ones where it's just kind of, like, shooting the shit the whole time. So yeah. It's good that I think it's, I like, uh, like, you know, kind of like what we did. I feel like it was kind of, like, in between. Yeah. Like, we did, we were giving each other shit, but, you know, some of the stuff we talked about does, can definitely apply to real life and kind of help people out. It yeah. is. And, and that was kind of the goal was just like, I really just want to have conversations like you would in a gym. Like if I came to your gym and we were to talk about the sport or just whatever, like it would be like that. Um, and, and I, and that's kind of, I mean, that, that, anyway, that's like, that's my goal. And I, and I feel like people who I think can learn from, um, like Cody, like Blasek, like I had him on because homeboy doesn't have any social media presence. He's, he's from Iowa too. And like, but he he hit you know 2k at what at uh, 181 in raps before hacks did. 
His fu- and he had a better day than Hack. He had a better day. He went eight for nine. He looked like ripped as fuck. He did it obviously in raps, and then it was just like super humble and whatever about it. And everybody is on Hack's dick. I like Hack, of course, but just like, but like, hey, how about that motherfucker? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he got like 19 something at 181. Yeah. And he was like a close second, I think. And yeah, he's really like not well known for being yeah, exactly. And like, I love, again, I love hack and he deserves everything. But I, I was like, man, I want to talk to Cody because he's quiet and I feel like he deserves some of that recognition, you know? So. Yeah, I feel like social media, like, it felt like that's popular. Yeah. Like that versus like the athlete who actually like work hard and have like yeah. very impressive totals who don't get as much recognition as they necessarily should. Yeah, that's irritating. That's probably one of the more irritating things yeah. uh, for me. Oh. Yeah, and like, and that was that was definitely like one of the points. Like when I started doing this, was like I want to talk to those people who, who you know, have something to teach and learn from, and like just give some recognition in some way because yeah. you know people deserve it. And and that's why whenever I get like I've gotten a few suggestions, like people are like, hey, talk to this person; they're really cool. And I'm like, great! I didn't even know about them until until that, and then I'm happy that they uh, did. So I got a work really good friend. He uh, he owned the gym uh, up in here. So yeah, actually, like I don't know if you know where Kirkland is. Yeah. Uh, so he owns a gym in Kirkland. His name is Mikey Estrella. 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 Uh, just he just broke the all-time world record for 148. Uh, the, Stupid strong. Uh, for men, for men's uh, the all-time world record 148 in sleeves, and I think he broke the deadlift too. He broke. Yeah, he broke like. Yeah, everything. Uh, he broke even the rap total, I think. Yeah, what did, he, what did he total? Like 15-something? I don't know. At 148 in sleeves. Dude, that's nuts. Very, like, nobody's, like, really heard of him. Like, he went to Boston Bosses, and, like, he, you know, he, he beat on the amateur day, too. Yeah, he beat on the amateur day, and everybody <laughs> was fuck? like, who, who, yeah. who is this guy? Yeah. And uh, even though even though, they, even though he had the highest wilt, like, in the whole meet, uh, they didn't give him the prize money because he was on the amateur day. Oh, that sucks. So, like, like send me his info because now I do want to talk to that motherfucker. Yeah, he's really cool. Uh, and I kind of don't know that. Uh, kind of like what we're talking about, like the people who, like, deserve this attention but don't get it. Uh, and this isn't going against uh, uh, Jamal. I don't know how to say the last name. Jamal Brown or the uh, he's like he's pulled like a thousand in the gym, like with straps. Mm. Uh, you probably you probably seen some, yeah. training, but uh, he got sponsored by Animal after that meet. Now, granted, like he did put up like a two k total at two forty two in sleeves, but I mean nowadays a two k total at two forty two is honestly getting pretty common. Yeah. Uh, then you have a guy like Mikey who just blew an all time world record out of the water. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, total total over ten times body weight. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, 
because like it came like apparently it came down to those two like uh, like one of those two were going to get picked for the sponsorship, and they only the only reason they chose Jamal was for because he has a you know he has a huge following on social media. Yeah. So, uh, and like that's not like bashing anybody. Like Jamal's an awesome guy. Like I'm hoping that me and him go head to head next year in the cage when I'm not broken and crippled. Uh, great guy. Uh, but yeah, it's just one of those situations where it's like, you know, social media kind of has like the final say there. Yeah. And it, and it's, a, and it is a bummer. And I think, you know, I feel like also, I mean, and right. on, on their back, like it somehow people don't see it as impressive when they don't put in the relative terms. Yeah. And, and that's for me, that's what I like about the sport. Like I like that somebody's, you know, max at their meet is the same as a super heavyweight, just in a different term. Like, yeah, it's like for I them. A lighter lifter lifting 10 times body weight is way more impressive than a super heavyweight benching, like, 600-something, but yeah. it's only like teaching body weight, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's more impressive, personally. Yeah, and, but it, and it is. Like, in terms of, like, relative strength, like, that's yeah. more impressive, but because the weight is not... Like, we're used to seeing... Yeah. 700 pounds like you know you know you've squatted 700 chris like it's like that's like oh cool and then when someone squats 500 pounds at like you know 148 it's like oh you know okay yeah i, I, yeah, I personally think that's just as impressive so. i mean and it is i feel like but that's like the bake the like the base of any strength sport the, 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 the. yeah I don't know. I, I like seeing that. And I think that's like why, like even like a lot of like, I, and I feel it's getting better with like female lifters. So, I mean, Bree, you can weigh in on that, but I feel like there's, you know, when people actually start realizing like how, again, like you got an all time world record at your, on your pulls at uh, one six, 168, 165, 165, yeah. one, 165, like, like that's, that's rad. That's what, like, that's, it, it, it's biased, but I feel like women's powerlifting is way more exciting to watch nowadays than oh, it yeah. is for men. Like, yeah. there's women benching, like, who are my body weight or even left benching in the threes. Like, yeah. it's fucking insane. My yeah. wrists would shatter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fucking nuts. It's so exciting to watch. Like, at the open, like, watching all these girls, like, someone who I've been looking up for, to for years, like, seeing Steffi squat, you know, five. 507 or something? Yeah, 507. At 123 body weight? Like, yeah. That's fucking yeah. nuts. Yeah. Like, seeing that type of shit is so, like, inspiring to watch, especially because I've been in the sport for, you know, not even two years, so I feel like I have a lot of, a lot of work to do. Yeah. Or, you know, still, which is really exciting, but also very daunting. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, like, I mean, at least, like, for, like, I think anybody who, like, follows you, like, we see, like, that on the horizon. Like, I'm sure Chris does, too. Like, when you see your work capacity and what you've done, the trajectory of, like, oh, okay, like, that's, you got a lot coming. Just, I mean, you again, you've only been in it two years. Like, that's, that's, yeah. that's nothing like, in person. A conversation that Chris and I, like, I have this talk, like, what, like, every ten or so weeks where I have, like, some mental breakdown. Uh, <laughs> I'm a head case, um, but like I, I always <laughs> it's say, a like, hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always saying, you know, like I've been in the sport for such a short time that made so much progress in such a short time. Like life fizzle out just as quickly, you know, because it's like I've added 400 pounds to my total in less than two years, and it's just like, when will that slow down? When will that slow down? Like, 
instead of, you know, 100 pound meat PR is what happens when I get like a five pound meat PR, 20 pound meat PR. Like, am I going to be disappointed? Like, I don't know how I'm going to handle it because I stuck at, like, I rarely really have bad gym sessions, but if I miss a rep, like I am, I throw a fit. Yeah. So. No, I don't know. Like, I've been through that. So like, I expect it to happen and I'll just, you know, it's, it's gonna happen at some point. You just have to be prepared for it when it does. You know, yeah. Having having a coach, you know, whether it's me or anybody else, like they'll be able to help, like prepare you for that. And, Hopefully, like, you know, uh, adjust your trainings accordingly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think. At that point, it comes down to if you, like, love the process. Because some people just – I think, like, the people who fizzle out really fast, they go really, really big and they fizzle out, it's because they don't want to, like, stand the test. Like, they like the progress. They like the shine. But once that does – like, then they don't love the sport anymore, which obviously then you don't want them around at that point. Yeah, Yeah. like, I – even though, like, I might complain about doing boring work, like, I really do love the process of it. Like, yeah. I look forward to training every single day. Like, I, like now, like, especially when I get deep into meat prep, like, my whole life is centered around training and everything else comes secondary. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I really love the process in the sport and, like, meat day and, like, the product of it is just, like, a really cool bonus you know yeah and then so. you get and i and i will say like that right there and so you can now you can be able to listen to this back if you ever need to but that right there is what will separate you from anyone that'll fizzle out is because you still love the process even when it sucks yeah. you know i think i spent like way too much pressure on myself yeah. um, no really <laughs> when it comes down to it like it's still something you do to have fun oh yeah for sure yeah. but like, it's easy to get caught up in social media. It's, it's easy to get caught up in comparing yourself to other competitors. Yeah. Right? Like the night before, the opens. Oh, my God. Dude, <laughs> I was literally in bed, like, crying. I was like, what if I don't hit the record? Like, all of this will be a waste. Like, all of this shit. Yeah, like, anyway. I did it, but it's like, I don't know. It, it's not a fine line of, like, yeah, like, enjoying, you know, everything coming to, you know, ahead and getting getting the record, getting the, the total or the lift that you want, and then just, like, slowing down and enjoying the process. And, yeah. yeah so. Well, just, I just want you to know that through this, I already liked you, but you're becoming my favorite basket case. Like, bar none. <laughs> just, oh, you're like, you know what? I'm going to respect it more because now whenever I see you do well on a lift, I'm going to know how much you overthought it. Oh, you said that. Like, I'll, and I'll be happy. I'll tap. I'm going to. Yeah. We agreed on an opener in training, and then we agreed on a second attempt, and, like, that was the plan. And, and we, we agreed on her. Opener being it was like two thirty one. Like it was set in stone. It was supposed to be two twenty six, and they're like, no, let's raise it to two thirty one. I remember. You no, you hit two thirty one in the gym, and then you hit two forty eight. Yeah, so I shipped the bed up bench to the open. We all uh, know that. Well, like, what happened <laughs> is, is like in the warm up room, they had Texas strength racks, which yeah. have like a really really nice bench pad. Yeah, they do. And they sit a little higher. Yeah. And they sit higher than the ER racks. 
and the ERX have like a super slippery pad and they sit lower. So like she went off to the platform and it really messed with her head. She only got her opener. And then like we went back in the warm up room and she like turns around. She's like, why'd you set my opener so high? <laughs> and I literally stopped her. I was like, no, you're not. Fuck you. I was like, you're not playing the fucking game with me. <laughs> Like I was, I wasn't like saying this. I was yelling. This. Yeah, dude. Uh, and then like I'm like, no, you're not fucking playing this game with me. I was like, we agreed on that opener. I was like, you fucking missed it. You fucking take responsibility for it. And then I walked away. And I, came, I came back. And she's like crying. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chris. Oh. It's important. So, yeah. Oh, oh well, we, we literally learned it. Well, we do. <laughs> Practice how you play and breathe yeah. and breathe a bit of a nutter butter. It's cool. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Right. So. Uh, the best thing together for deadlifts, and that's all I really get to talk about anyway. Yeah, and it, yeah, and, it, and it's fine. See, yeah. and see, you you have to take a page from my book and suck at everything you do, <laughs> so that way, when you go to compete. You know that you're probably gonna, it, you know, it doesn't come easy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a dentist specialist, and that's about it. It's cool. <laughs> no, but not really though. It's yeah, it, it's it's cool. Like it's, but yeah, it's. We we all have our, our have our things. We all have our things. Uh, but at record breakers, we're doing a, we're making a bad cut, so that's cool. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, it's so nice. Dude, I don't know why they just thought it's not standard. Like, I feel like it just should be standard. I don't know. I think it's good too. I mean, it's just, in my opinion, it's just like, it's safer yeah. overall. Like, the bench with your shoulders more supportive on a bench, I feel like it just sounds smart. Yeah, like, but it's like, it's like we have squat bars because they're better for squatting. We have deadlift yeah. bars because they're better for deadlifting. Have a fat pad that's better for benching. Like, I don't know. One thing I've never understood is why um, they don't allow elbow sleeves for that. Dude, right? What the fuck? You can have it on your knees? No. No federation allows elbow sleeves. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I've never never understood that. I would love benching a lot more if I could wear elbow sleeves. Dude, same. Because it doesn't matter if my elbows or biceps are like flared out from my low bar squatting. If I have a, a tight pair of, of elbow sleeves on, I'm, I'm fine. Yeah, it's like, like the same thing with squatting. Like yeah. Imagine if you had to squat naked knee all the time. Yeah. It would suck. Yeah, it would suck. I mean, squatting and sleep already sucks. Yeah. So, it does. I think I'm going to start a petition for elbow sleeves. Dude, I, 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 I will sign that. I Fuck that. Let's start our own federation where it's like elbow sleeves are fine. Knee sleeves, knee wraps, like you just use whatever the fuck you want. Like, yeah. fuck yeah, three and a half meter wraps, like every pretty much, pretty much everything except for like a deadlift suit or a squat suit, like it's fine, you know. And that's and just put up the total, like fuck your Wilkes, just all about what you put up. So that that would be fun. Yeah, uh, well. 
I mean, that's a good yeah. one. Women get like an automatic like extra two hundred points. So. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah. Let me have this. Fine, you can have it, but again. No, that's not how it works. That's a whole political shit. You, you. <laughs> what if I do? If I as a woman, I want that extra Jordan Wilkes. <laughs> you live in what? You you do live in Washington, so. Yeah, do, do what the fuck. It's really true. Y'all do what the fuck you want. Yeah, that, that's why I loved it. It's like it's like the like libertarian capital of the United States. Yeah, you're supposed to have like all these passes to go to like certain like like parks and stuff like that. You know, like the national park or whatever. Like all these like trailheads. You're supposed to have these like passes to like park there and like. Nobody ever does. Yeah. Like, nobody ever has these passes, and like you're supposed to get fined up the ass. Do you know? No. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's cool. Uh, it's cool. Yep. God, I, I, I loved it. I remember I was when I lived there. I met this girl from Germany who was working there, and she had never, um, never shot a gun before. So of course I took her to a gun range, and I uh, took her to a gun range, and she had her like German ID and passport. And the guy was like, I don't know if we're technically supposed to, like, take that. I was like, yeah, I know. I was like, I really want to bring her. Like, she's, she's literally never held a gun before. Like, she's never shot a gun. He's like, oh, I'm not sure, but fuck that. Everybody needs to shoot a gun. And he's like, all right, cool. Go ahead. Like, <laughs> like here you go, guys. This is a motif of this episode of you crying a lot and during tantrums. <laughs> Like that's that's what I keep hearing, Bree. Yeah, because you guys all do is roast me and not see what happened. Have you ever have you ever ever thought that perhaps you know that this this uh the, you know what this roast that you're on is by your own design here? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Take no accountability whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> You're like accountability. I didn't. I'm not a CPA. Like, you're right. No, not nothing about all the shit you talk to everybody else. Dude, uh, being the only person who took that male dominated genus, pretty hard. Never ruthless. Ruthless. Honestly, I'll come in and they'll just start fucking insulting me without even saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> See, but I I like tried to bring in brownies the other day for everyone. I literally looked at them and threw them in the fucking trash. Yeah, the, I I have a I have a I have a perfect gift from this Canadian show of a guy throwing a cupcake against the wall and I'm going to send it to you after we're done because that's I, I, that's what I imagined in my head. She's making it sound like she made them. They're, they're, they're I don't care. No, they're not. I brought them. No, they weren't so bad. I brought them from work and I was nice enough to say, oh, maybe the boys would like these. You got to fucking eat everything. And then you just threw them in the trash. I tried to do something nice and that's how I get it. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. 
You that's that's what that's what you like though. If they appreciated it and and you and they always appreciated it, you wouldn't care. Yeah. No, you wouldn't care because because women are like cats. If you show you care, they don't care. <laughs> you have to ignore them or be mean to them, and they're like, "All right, I like you, fine. I res- I respect you." Hey, man. Oh. Yeah, they're just hostile towards Brie. Because if 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 they're not, she will she will uh, throw a fit. Is it though? <laughs> yeah, I, I I will I will I will love to come up there. I. Yeah. I consider you a friend now, so I'm gonna be honest with you. No, probably not. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. Go fuck yourself and then come back and we'll and we'll be good. I like it. No, that's cool though. I don't give a shit. I like the cold weather. Like, it's nice to have seasons, you know. seasonal depression i like gloomy i'm weird yeah like i'm about that like when it's gloomy and rainy i'm like that means all the other stupid people stay home that means i can have fun yeah exactly so like no they don't oh oh, dude california is worse even worse Yeah, I was going to say, that's not San Diego. That's just Garrett driving. (laughs) Wait, he had a minivan? (laughs) Oh, man. I just... Of course. Dude, I... I just, I really, now I want to like, I want, I want like a picture of like Garrett driving a minivan with like a, like, like a super mom shirt on. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. I want you to send it to me. I will laugh till I cry. And then I'm going to, I'm going to send it back to him and be like, I love you more. I love you more than I ever have. Yeah, yeah. When I feel sad, it's like you don't need an antidepressant. You need a video of Garrett Fierce singing Taylor Swift. Oh, that's even more exciting. I want. You know what? I won't make you send me those. I'm just gonna wait till I come up there. Which, hey, I actually that might even be soon. I have like so I I bought a ticket for a trip and like later this month. The trip fell through, so I don't want to eat the price of the ticket. I'm gonna to try to see like if they'll let me like change the destination. Yeah, come here. Yeah, if they, I, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call and be like, hey, this like thing fell through. Can I like, 
Like, can I just, can I not, you know, miss on the money that I spent, but like change the destination. Like that's fine. So. But you think so? I'm not sh- I've never, that would be really cool. I'm like, I don't care if it's lesser value, keep the money. I don't want to refund. Just, I want to go. Like, I still want to go somewhere. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like it's super cheap. It's like, but I already spent the three hundred bucks on the thing. I don't want to just eat it. I'd rather at least get a trip out of it. Yeah. So. Literally all I do and all I ever want to do, honestly. Yeah, I I told you, like that's that's my home away from home is up there. So. I, I will. And honestly, if, and if it's not, if it's not now, I will, I'll take you up on that as soon as I can. I, uh, I compete in December. I'm doing my third meet beginning of December. So yeah, uh, here actually in, in my town, it's going to be my first hometown meet. Yeah. Say what? I, I really don't know. I'm my second meet. Um, I tanked really bad. Uh, like my first meet was, you know, your first meet, whatever. Um, I really trained hard for my second one. I did everything except for like hire, like someone to help me with like eating and diet. That one, that part I did do on my own. Um, but come the day of like, I, I, I really, I just, it just didn't show up. Like I said, I didn't do well. Um, yeah, like that, that's just it. Like I just, I didn't do well and and there's there's no, no excuse for it. I just didn't. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. So um, that sucked though. Like I was really bummed. So so like my first so my first meet I did I went seven for nine and I got a really embarrassing total because I'm a draft week person. And uh, it is it is. Um, and so my second meet. I did do better, but I just did in wraps. I almost I went seven for nine again. I missed my third bench. Like I did the same thing. I hit. I did my last third attempt for my second on deadlift, and I did get it. But then I passed out on my third. It's really funny. I'll send you that video. It's. It, I. I. It's. I like black out and I fall forward and I come to and I try to catch myself and the head ref catches me. It's pretty cool. Um. So basically, I did. I had the same meat. I just had wraps. So I, I had a bigger squat, but I had wraps. That's the re- only reason why. So that kind of sucked. So I'm, I, I'm, a, I, so I start, I started supplementing. So I'm hopefully this will be my first meet on gear. So we'll see. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so I did. Yeah. So I did. On my off season, I did. Dude, I, I'm like, I. Yeah, don't lie about it. And it's like I'm still weak, even with the gear. It's just helping a little bit. Like, you know, like I'm still not great. And like, so I did a round of just, just actually, I just did a round of Anavar, just like 50 a day Anavar for 50 days, just to like see how it would go. I, I, I did respond well. I really like Anavar, by the way. I feel like it gets a bad rap. Um, I did that. Went off, and then I started tests like three weeks ago, and then I'll add the Anavar in about six yeah. weeks before my meet. Yeah, yeah. And my, I, I've never been like I'm not much of a drinker. I've never really even did hard drugs. So, uh, yeah, I know I'm, I'm super boring. 
I'm an old man, like honestly. Yeah. No, I am. I, I, I'm an old man. So even when I decided to go on, all my friends were like, what? Like, you? Like, no, no, they didn't even say that. They were just like, you don't do anything. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, they didn't believe me. They're like, really? I was like, yeah. So they're like, yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be fine. But my point is, is I, I respond, like, really well. Like, I can take one Advil, and, I'm, and like, it, it works. Because I'm sensitive. So I figured I'd just do simple and basic, you know, cycle and... Yeah, exactly. Say what? Yeah, like that's why I tell people I'm like I'm like yeah, it's sorry because I, I I need the help, but like I'm not like there's there's still girls who are natty who are stronger than me, so like like. <laughs> seen like it's like like we said more isn't better and i know and a lot of people like they never even cycle off and and like i had a buddy of mine he went like two and a half years straight never cycled off like maybe cruise yeah right like he would cruise and then he you know and then he he he's off now he did he did nationals and he didn't get a lot out of it in this last one. And he came off and he told me, he's like, you know what? I feel like if I would have had more off cycles and would allow my body to like catch up and I didn't just keep, I didn't stay on for two years straight. I would have gotten more out of what I did and had to done less. So, so, yeah, it's just fine. He's like, I cruise at a thousand milligrams of test a week. Oh my god! It's like that's not what that word means. That's not cruising. <laughs> yeah, of course. I think it means. Yeah, it doesn't mean what you think it means. I think it means like that's not. Yeah, cruising. I feel like some people think cruising means that you just take tests. And you're not taking other compounds, but yeah. it's not not what it means. <laughs> cruising is taking like a TRT, like clinical note of test for anybody who listens to that. Yeah, yeah, which is like two hundred or something. It's like a hundred to two hundred milligrams like yeah. every like ten to fourteen days or something. Like that. Yeah, well, like it's it's funny, so. My my dad comes to me and was like, "Hey, I'm thinking about doing TRT. So, yeah. what should I do?" Because he because I told I, I told my dad I'm I'm close to my dad. My dad's cool. I told him like, "Yeah," and so he so he's like, <laughs> and so I'm like, "Yeah, that'd be great." He actually he went through a doctor and he got it, and because he's like 54, and so so he started. He did his first. I helped him with his first. I taught him and helped him with his first pen last night. 
He's like, hey, can you, like, help me out? And I was like, how weird of a father-son bonding moment is this? <laughs> I, I, I didn't do it. He did it. But I walked him through it. Because, like, he saw. So, like, I, I had him watch me do mine. And I was like, see, super easy. When yours comes in, we'll walk you through it. It came in last night. And I was like, he's like, all right, let's do it. So, like, I got, you know, got it out for him. Like, spun him through. I was like, all right, get the drawing needle, do the draw. Like, all right, hit here. Like, use the alcohol swab. Don't forget to, like, do it. Like, it, it, it really, it really was. It was, it was a really sweet, odd bonding moment. I was like, cool. Cool. <laughs> it really is. I'm like, cool. Everyone in this house is using, you know, steroids. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> hey, I, I would say that that's it's it's extremely American. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, it's just. It was a very funny moment. I kind of took pride in it. I was like, this is kind of cool. You know? Uh, but hey, it's good. Like, he's in his 50s. For guys in their 50s and 60s, like, TRT is really good. It's helpful. Like, so. Yeah, exactly. And just, you know, other things that come with it. But, like, you know. Uh, anyways. That's funny. He, he doesn't listen to this, so it's fine. Like that's. A, <laughs> uh, anyways, um, well, shit. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything else to ask. Oh well. Well, when you're you're doing record breakers. Yeah. Yes. So I'm hoping to see you there. I really want to go. Oh shit! Let me go. So yeah, I really want to go because just to obviously watch because record breakers I hear is just fun. But, I mean, obviously, like, you guys going to be there. I know Ranson's going to be there. Um, isn't um, isn't Jordan going to be there, too? Jordan? Jarrell? Oh, I thought he was Oh, shit. We talked about it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, Jordan, Jordan competes next weekend. Oh, it's next weekend. Okay. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan competes next weekend. Uh, uh, yeah, Ranton is doing record breakers. I, yeah. try, I tried to get Jordan to do record breakers. Like, I even offered to help, like, get the plane ticket, like, whatever I could do to get him and Ranton to go head to head. Yes, I was, I was trying to do it, uh, but uh, Jor uh, Jordan works for the uh, railroad, railroad company. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that's what he does. I, just, I know he works for the railroad company. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a conductor. I had him on. Yeah, yeah, he's on call. 24 seven. Like yep. this, this knee prop that we just did, like hands down, been like the biggest challenge I've had, like as a coach. Yeah. And honestly, like, props to him. Like I already talked to him about this, but like props to him. Like it's insane that he like has been able to do what he did this prep with how inconsistent his schedule has been. Like he basically, he's basically like only squatting like every like. 10 to 14 days. Ooh. And, like, his last squat session, like, he did 7.22 for a double. Jesus. Like, so, like, the, yeah, the fact that he's been able to do what he's been doing is really awesome and, you know, says way more about him than the actual, like, programming. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I really wanted them to go head-to-head, -head, but... See, uh, 
we're planning on them going head to head at the open now. Okay, that's good because you got to tell them like that's the ultimate way that we're going to find out who actually earns Daddy's love. Like who, <laughs> who does who does Chris love more? Yeah, I, I only have so much to give. It's true, and it's the guy with the highest total. That's who gets it. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't you have like ten? Eight? Yeah. I know. Yeah, Dude, okay. I, I, I after record breakers because I, I like I know everyone will do really well because you have a, you have a great team and you're a good coach. Like I would love to see out of all of them who do 2K compare like who else in their roster has like that many 2K athletes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, just saying, just, just, it'd be good to like poke around and see like how many, like how many coaches have a roster of two K athletes just chilling. Yeah, uh, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. I know you haven't, but like, it's not a comp, it's not a competition. It's, it's an observation of work, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's really scary sometimes too. Like I've, I've been talking about this more and more lately. Uh, like it's honestly like a weird balance of like excitement when somebody really, really strong is like, "Hey, I want you to coach me." It's like, "All right, this is awesome." Yeah. And, like I sit down to like write the training, and it's like, "Crap, this really, really strong person wants me to like decide what I'm doing." Like, yeah. Uh, so it's like I said, it's a it's a good balance of like excitement and anxiety, trying to, to balance it all. And, uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for record breakers. Uh, yeah, we should have you know three or four uh, Saturday lifters. Uh, I just like crunching the numbers. Uh, I, I think every single Saturday lifter, which is two twenty and up, uh, every single one of them should total over eighteen hundred. Yeah. And then uh, on Sunday, I have. Uh, I have a 198 competitor who should total high 1900s. Ooh. Uh, he'd be another good guy for you to talk to. He's a really underrated lifter. He's top 20 all time at uh, 198. Ooh. Awesome. Uh, Mackay, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's like Fleet, Fleishman. Something. Fleishman? Uh, Is it Fleishman? I'll send you, you, you some folks. But yeah, really, really uh, not a very well-known guy. He was super strong. Dude, send me like, send me like, I've worked my way through most of Jaffe's team. I'll work my way through like yours. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh, no, I'm excited though. We should uh, have some guys putting up some big numbers. Yeah. A couple, when, couple 800 pound squats. Ooh, yeah. When is record breakers exactly? Uh, November 9th and 10th, the second weekend of November. Okay, sweet. Nice. Yeah, if you need a place to crash, you can just crash on a couch with me at our Airbnb. Awesome. I, I actually, I, I will need a place to crash. So yeah, I'll do that. Actually, I, I literally was just going to, uh, it has like, there's like seven or eight like normal places that you can crash. Like there's like a shit ton of like, there's like three or four sofa beds too. So. Oh, dope. Okay. Yeah, well, that's why I have extra space. Nice. Die while I cut weight. Say what? You can watch me die while I cut weight. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, the sadist in me will enjoy that. I'd be like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, like so. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> what What are your hopes and dreams? Are they crushed now? Do you feel like they're crushed? Uh, yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. So, how much do you have to cut? Uh, <laughs> hey, buddy. How much you weigh, buddy? That's a competition scene. You know, I don't know. I'll probably only have to water cut like six to seven pounds, which is really okay. Easy. That's not too bad. I cut seven pounds for the open last year. It was like the easiest fucking cut I've ever done. Yeah. Okay. You're chilling. Yeah. So easy water yeah. cut, uh, probably a little bit of hot bath, and then refeed like a motherfucker. Yeah. It's so good. With the, like, I win that one sixty five with a dot this year at the open, and within three hours, I was like one seventy five. Fuck yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this absorb. Yeah, I hit 200 when I went to Hawaii, and which I've been wanting to hit. I'd like, I want to hit 200, but a little fluffy. So I need to, like, I want to keep the weight, but like, recomp that a little bit. <laughs> Cause I was like, yeah, 200. Fuck, I'm a little chubby. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, it's it's a little a little soft, a little soft. So, but it's like I don't want to lose the weight. Like I want the weight. I just I just don't want to be that fat. Like a little bit's fine, but like like but yeah, a, li- a little bit of meat on me. Cause I'm naturally skinny. Like I was like 140. Like a few years ago, I was like 145. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, then when I started like like wanting to like powerlift and compete, I was like one sixty two, like ish. So and I'm six foot, so like I'm long. I'm yeah, I, I look I'm 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 lean, but yeah, we'll we'll see we'll see we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I will definitely take you out because I was literally just gonna go and be like sleep in my car or like. Fucking charm a cougar or something like. Just, <laughs> yeah, you guys are great. If you if you can stand me, I can like. <laughs> I feel like we can handle Bree. We can handle anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. Well, that makes me more more exciting because I like I've just been by playing like okay I, I want to go like. You know, I, I told Ranson I'd go like back when I he was on because he was like one of the first people, him and Jordan. Uh, he said I was like, he's like, yeah, you should come. I was like, if I I, I will come if I can. And, and since then, I've kept it in my mind like I want to go. And so the more more and more reason I have to go, I'm you know because it's like a five hour drive for me. Oh, it's not bad. It's, it's like not bad. one of the most well ran meets that I've been oh, yeah. to. Like, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, Jesse Burkett does a great job. Like, that's yeah. probably hands down, like, my favorite meet to go to. For sure. Uh, even to, like, just watch. Like, it was, it's really well ran. Like, Jesse does a great job. A lot of great lifters do it. Yeah. Like, it's it's so, a really fun time. Yeah, that's what um Stacia from Hawaii, she she said. She does oh, record yeah, breakers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she goes, she's like, I do, do it every year because they do a good job. Yeah, it's so much fun. So, Jesse's a great guy. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what they said. Which yeah, is, uh, nothing to say about him and that and that meet and that gym in general. Yeah, and that's another reason I want to go because I really want to watch how that like be run. Like I want to see that. Oh yeah, like yeah. be run. Yeah, uh, so that'd be really cool. Just and, fun. So awesome. Yeah. All right, well, 
I think I'll let you. It's been like an hour forty, which is awesome. So yeah. I'll let you guys go. Yeah, and and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat, and then I'm uh, I'm actually gonna go see the new Joker movie. Oh, cool. yeah, I'll 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 send you a text tonight and be like yes or like or, or no I won't but like I haven't even watched trailers. I saw the first trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched the first trailer and I was like, okay, this looks special. I don't want to watch anymore. I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait. Joaquin. I really want. I'm looking for like his twist, like on the walls. He's like kind of like a, a creepy guy. Yeah. As in, he's le- he's legitimately like crazy. Like I mean, his I mean his brother over you know killed him like overdosed back in the '90s. Like yeah. he, he's been through some shit. Yeah. I mean, nobody nobody will like nobody will like do better than he did. But I'm I think I think uh, Phoenix will be like a, a close second. Yeah, I think it'll be their own thing. I would say, and I, I would say, like most, more like comparable differences. Yeah. Like you know, it's like Jack Nicholson. Wait, which one? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was that was well that that whole that whole movie franchise was not well done. Like they they phoned that one in. They jerked off on it and like. Like not even the good kind. There's like the jerk off, like a passion, and the jerk off of like whatever. That was a whatever jerk off. Like, yeah, that wasn't even. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't a passion project, like a fantasy, like longing. That was just like, man, I need to get off and make some money. You know, like, oh god, I fucking hate that. It'd it, it be like that, yeah, in Vegas when you need to get off. Like that's what that is. Like, I hired a 10-cent hooker, Jared Leto, to get me off in the style of the Joker. Did you get off, though? No. No. I was left fucking blue balls, <laughs> half mass, and just, like, sad. Like, didn't even say anything nice to me. Like, this was, uh. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's yeah. Oh, I feel like that's gonna follow me now. Anyone who makes it this far and hears that, I feel like my that might follow that analogy may follow me. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be it'd be like that. <laughs> yeah, Brianna Brianna Terry, it'd be like that. Quotation marks. Yeah. I feel like make it make it make a gym shirt that says that. Be like. Yeah, it'd be like that. Or fuck your brownies. Either way. Yeah, dude, I'm so excited about that. Ah, fuck your brownies. <laughs> Next time, make them from scratch. Dude, I need so much patience. Well, when I come, I'll believe it when I see it. I won't throw away your shit. I'll eat it. Okay, cool. Oh, I get down some fucking peach cobbler. Is that was that meant to be racist? Yeah, that's pretty good. Dude, I peach cobbler's my shit. I can taste some shit. Dude, peach cobbler, that's like my childhood. Like I'm that. Yeah, I will. I will. I will go all. Okay, peach cobbler it is. Please make me peach cobbler. I won't throw it away. Like, please do it. Super serious note. I real for cereal. I want that peach cobbler. Uh, anyways, all right, guys. Thank you again. I really appreciate it, both of you. And um, 
yeah, I look forward to seeing y'all. So, yeah, buddy. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See ya. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys. If you've made it this far, you were in for a treat. I hope you guys learned some shit. hope you enjoyed yourself talking with the one and only Chris Bridgeford and the uh, amazing, hilarious, and hot mess that is Miss Brie Terry. So, yeah. I want that fucking peach cobbler now. God damn it. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to go see the Joker. It's going to be awesome. Uh, thank you, Viking Performance sponsors. You guys are the best. And uh, you guys listening, y'all are great. And uh, yeah, as my buddy the Johnny Horror says, be kind to one another and go fuck yourself. I'm Nicholas. Thank you for tuning in to the Nerd Tulip Podcast. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,